KYCRGoldenValley.com. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former Vice President Joe Biden is expected to join the crowded 2020 Democratic presidential race next week. After eight years as Barack Obama's vice president and nearly four decades as a U.S. senator, Joe Biden is one of the most recognizable names in U.S. politics. His working class background is seen as an asset, but at 76, his age raises questions, and a half century in elected office presents other challenges. His 1988 White House bid ended after a plagiarism scandal. He's apologized for the grilling Anita Hill got over sexual harassment allegations against Clarence Thomas during the Supreme Court justices' confirmation hearings. And just last month, he struggled to respond to claims of unwanted touching from a number of women, though none alleged sexual misconduct. That is correspondent Ben Thomas. On Wall Street, the financial markets were closed yesterday for Good Friday. This is SRN News. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. I am proud to be associated with Mike Murphy with EXP Realty. Now, it's a name that's familiar to some of you, but it's not our Mike Murphy. It's our new Mike Murphy. Mike, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Lee. We are excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. Now, tell me, what makes EXP Realty different? EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many real estate agents. We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you will speak to me or my wife, Sharon, not an inexperienced team member. So if they want to speak to you or your wife, Sharon, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. It's that simple. If you're thinking about selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty. 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your backyard. Well, I can't use my tool because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now? No, eh? Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by the truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada. Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Dr. King Banyan, as he shows you economic charts, graphs, and other visual aids you can't see on the radio here on Business 1440. Capitalism is, is not um, immoral. It's amoral. It requires our instruction. Capitalism has taken more people out of poverty than any other ism, but it is a wild beast, and if not tamed, it can chew up a lot of people. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Oh, 
651-289-4477. This hour, we're looking for calls uh, about how you will mark Earth Day. So we did this a few months ago where we talked about Earth Hour, and, and we told you just turn on all the lights. And, of course, I don't mean that, literally. Well, it would be fun. I posted an article that I posted an article that I saw um, from the Financial Times, our Twitter feed at pound KBRS. Um, in and it's and it relates to our previous topic because 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 of this. And I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but, but you know, I was going to say, stop me if you've heard this one before. But of course, you can't because this is radio, and you can't you can't talk back to me unless you call me at six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. That's the way to get me to stop. Years years ago, um, I worked uh, I worked for a time on leave from the university to do um, some advising some advising work, consulting work uh, through contracts held by uh, companies uh, with USAID. Agency of International Development. In the 90s, after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the Soviet Union, there were many folks like me out giving uh, giving uh, technical assistance and and some some advice uh, in places like uh, well, in my case, Ukraine, Armenia, Macedonia. Um, a little bit much later on in Mongolia, I didn't have much to do with that. Along with a couple projects that I did uh, in other parts of the world, Egypt and Indonesia. And, but the place where I spent the most time was Ukraine. Uh, I spent an entire year as, uh, working at the National Bank. While I was there, um, there was work done by people at the World Bank to try to get better measures of GDP. Now, here's the funny thing. In the Soviet period, they did not use GDP as a measure, measurement. They, used, they created their own statistic. It was called NMP for net material product because the view of the uh, of of uh, communism and particularly of uh, of uh, the soviet bureaucracy was that we measured things we don't measure we don't measure uh, uh, people now, the the joke about graphs you can't see on tv you can't see what's behind me if i if i had a camera on right now if we were able to do, if we were doing a a live camera feed from my office here one of the things you would see behind me is a big is a long thin box with Cyrillic on it. Uh, if you sounded out the Cyrillic, you w- it would say Slavyansk. Um, and inside the box is one gigantic red pencil. I take it to class. I take it to class to tell people how to measure GDP. You know about when I go to talk about GDP measurement, I talk about NMP in the Soviet period. They decided that they needed to measure pencils not by weight because they thought that the factories that they had given quotas to pr- production quotas to were making the pencils too shoddily, they were too small, and so forth. So they said, from here on, we'll measure your pencils by weight. This place decided to uh, sort of teach the planners a lesson, and they created these gigantic pencils that weigh a ton and are absolutely unusable for anything except as a classroom prop for an economics teacher. In the same way, people who tell us we need to conserve, who, uh, so in the same way, 
people who were trying to measure GDP in Ukraine had trouble. They didn't know what to measure. So one thing we could measure, though, was electricity consumption. Over the, over the first few years of the collapse of production, the collapse of incomes in Ukraine, the amount of electricity consumed in the country fell by 43%, which the World Bank argued was probably a pretty good representation of how much, how much uh, the standard of living and how much production and how much consumption had declined in the country. It's not perfect, but it was better than the other information. So this article that I've tweeted to you at pound KBRS uh, titled, uh, I put the hashtag on it, but this is from the Financial Times, Illuminating Big Data Will Leave Governments in the Dark. Subtitled, Private Firms Such as Hedge Funds Are Benefiting Most from Mining Alternative Statistics. The alternative statistics? Using satellite imagery to measure the amount of light being cast at night in countries in Africa where the statistics production is pretty poor. Um, The IMF hosted a series of seminars disclosing how the hot new world of big data could be harnessed to produce more timely economic figures and improve economic forecasts. Xiaoshang Yao, an IMF official in its African department, explained how it could use satellites to measure the intensity of nighttime lights and derive a real-time gauge of economic health. If a country gets brighter over time, it is growing. If it is getting darker, it probably needs an IMF program, he noted. I thought that was interesting. This is King again. I thought this was interesting because... What does Earth Day want us to do? It wants us to have fewer lights. It wants us to use less electricity. It wants us to conserve. In a piece posted Thursday at, uh, the, at the Pittsburgh Tribune, Don Boudreau, former chair of the economics department at George Mason University, um, frequently appears apparently as good friends with... Uh, the journalist John Stossel, who I'm sure many of you have heard of, had a piece that he uh, had a piece about Earth Day to tell you why you should cheer up. But it's worth remembering, and let me set the let me set the stage for you. Much like, much like uh, Ukraine in the early 1990s, the United States in 1970 was a place where there was trouble abounding, which included the trouble with pollu- uh, trouble of pollution. Earth Day didn't, wasn't invented out of the vacuum. It wasn't, it wasn't produced by people who were determined to just stop economic growth in the United States because they wanted us to be poorer or because they wanted to control everything, although controlling everything ends up being the solution to the problem. But they didn't want, they didn't want to control for control's sake. They wanted to control because they saw a problem and they thought we could solve it. And their idea for solving it was command and control, which in 1970, if you think about the economic history of the last hundred years and the ideological battle between socialism and capitalism, in 1970, it would be fair to say socialism was winning the debate. And so the fact that you would have Earth Day produced made perfectly good sense. Let's think about what's happened over this, over this new century. 
This is just this is just over the last 18, 19 years, 18 years and change. Global infant mortality, just since 2000, has fallen from 39 per thousand live births to 24. Global life expectancy rose from 68 to 72 years. These are all data provided by uh, Professor Boudreau. The percentage of global population that's undernourished fell from 15% to 11%. The food supply per person measured in calories rose by 7%. It's up 26% since 1971. According to the EPA, between 1970 and 2017, the combined emissions of six common pollutants, okay, including sulfur dioxide, nitrous oxide, uh, carbon monoxide, dropped by 73%. These all from a website, humanprogress.org. There's, there's reason for optimism here. Since 1980, indoor air pollution has fall, steadily fallen in every region of the planet, as have deaths from such common pollution, from such pollution. At my church, there's a group of people that go, grow up with a group called Helps International. Fantastic group. Some of them are docs, and they go in to provide, provide medical uh, equipment and, and, and uh, services and supplies to help people. But there's another group that goes in, and all they do is go in and build stoves. The stoves help with cooking, but they also mean that you're not burning an open fire in a hut that creates uh, particulate in the air that end up causing illness and even death, particularly in young in younger lungs, since children might be more sensitive and less able to filter those particulates. Okay, global deforestation. When did you? When have you heard uh, pieces about the deforestation of the world? You know what? You know why you're not hearing as many of them as you did before. Since 1982, an additional 2.24 billion square kilometers, 7% of the Earth's surface is now covered by trees that wasn't in 1982. We're gaining trees, not losing trees. Worldwide since 1990, the portion of the population who die from cancer is down 8%. In the U.S., it's down almost 20%. Right? When I hear someone has a, has a cancer diagnosis, I no longer think to myself, that person's going to die. I think to myself, that person's sick, that person is, you know, we should pray for that person. I think all of those things. I still have concern, but I don't, I don't necessarily think of it as a death sentence. There are some cancers that, yes, you hear them and you go, oh, survivability of that, mm, pretty poor. But more and there are fewer and fewer of those because we're, we're making more progress in that area. The globe's proven reserves of petroleum continue to grow. Right? 2017 proven reserves, 58% higher than in 2000, 165% higher than in 1982. We'll talk we're going to talk about that a little more in the next segment. Let me just it's almost going to be impossible for me to get through the rest of these. You know what? We'll have, to, we'll have to do that after these messages. There's more and more good news about how the economy is doing. So as you think about Earth Day, celebrate the thing that's making Earth Day successes. It isn't central planning. 
back after this King Banyan Show Business 1440. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. Hey, this is Rob Spirell, CEO of Bosley. Our solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. With one text, we'll show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Get your absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off by texting SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. American pressure. Spray it. Don't save it. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Capitalism every day. So great capitalism every day. Well, I'm going to rewrite the dang song. 
I've just decided. We're going to record that, Andrew. Next week, we're going to record. We're going to record celebrate capitalism every day. Well, f- we got to figure out if we can find a karaoke version of that so that I can I can dub new lyrics over it. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I'm serious, okay? I really mean this to you. I plan to. Uh, I plan to uh, uh, do this. Let me go back to these these different these different points that have been made uh by uh by don boudreau in this piece that you'll find here on uh on our twitter feed which is uh hashtag pound kbrs king banyan radio show here on business 1440 um we talked about air pollution and deforestation um okay uh, worldwide since 1990. Okay, we talked about that one and petroleum and so on. So let me get back to this. Right? You know how all that protest has gone on about building the pipeline through uh, through the Iron Range? Right? The number of oil spills from tankers is down to a small fraction of what it was. Right? We remember Exxon Valdez. And we remember the, the Gulf spills. Okay, over what period of time are those? Right. Well, we publicize the Dickens out of them, right? But the reason we know them is because they're so infrequent, not because they're so frequent. World cereal production doubled, right? Between 1990 and 2015, the portion of the world's population with regular access to improved sources of drinkable water like wells and pipes rose from 76 to 91 percent the world population that's living on two dollars a day or less between 1992 and 2011 fell from 27 to 13 percent and the number of people who are literate rose from 75 to 81 percent between 1992 and 2010 all of these facts are pointed out by don boudreau and professor at, uh, of economics at George Mason in this area. Okay. The importance of, of thinking clearly and, and doing things with data is further emphasized. I'll tweet this, I'll tweet this to you uh, at, at the next break. This is a longish paper. We're, gonna, we're actually going to have a couple longish paper discussions here. One of them we have to wait till next week. Isaac Orr, who's been a guest of ours in the past, has a, some new research on uh, renewable energy mandates here in Minnesota. Uh, Isaac's at the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, this new research, and he had he had asked to come on the show. We couldn't make it. I was gone last week. He's not available this weekend because uh, uh, he's planning to be home for with. He's be, planning to be back in Wisconsin. He's a he's 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 a cheesehead. Well, we we let cheeseheads on the show, so he'll be with us next week. We'll we'll have him on and we'll continue this, our conversation. Here's the point. Here's the, here's the basic point of this. Are you an environmentalist? It depends on what you mean by that. Do I want to conserve the planet? Do I want my grandson to have the same beautiful planet with all its natural beauty that it has today? Of course I do. And frankly, that'd be true even if I didn't have an, a, a grandchild of my own. Don't want to leave the planet in a worse condition than it was before. 
But I don't believe we are. I believe, if anything, I believe, if anything, the market is is the is the mechanism through which we are able to clean our plants. Do I believe in renewable energy? Absolutely, I do. What I don't believe in are mandates and subsidies. And there are mandates and subsidies put in place for all forms of energy, renewable and non-renewable. So the point here is you may think the market caused the problem of this development and in 1970 capitalism part of the part of the debate over over socialism versus capitalism was was waged on the grounds that capitalism made the planet dirtier. I have two points to make about that. One I've just done. Since 1970, the cures that have led to led to a cleaner planet with more abundant natural resources than before have been produced in a in a country where where we use free markets to allocate resources and allocate the uh, and to drive innovation and technology to help find additional to find additional uh uh, resources for us to use. Did socialism invent frack- fracking? No. Is fracking providing us with energy to allow to allow businesses to grow, for manufacturers to to be able to produce more goods, to to be able to hire more workers, work folks maybe uh, the two thirds of America that doesn't have a bachelor's degree, to give them the opportunity to to work and thrive and feed families and, 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 and attain success? Whoa. So that's been, socialism didn't do that. I mentioned being in the last segment about being in Ukraine. There's one more story for me to tell you from Ukraine. If you go to the region between Kiev, which is actually in the northern part of the country, and toward Crimea, in the southeast of the country, you'll pass through a huge coal mining area that will look somewhat like West Virginia, but will look a lot worse than West Virginia. And these are the areas around Donetsk and Dnipropetrovsk. Um, these areas are areas where there was open open mining for coal um i have a good friend uh who currently works uh works as a representative of the ukrainian government to the imf he's a monetary economist like me he's from that region and if you bring this question up with him go ahead and research coal mining in in coal mining in Ukraine and get pictures of what the mines look like today. There are open mines in the northeast of England. I happened to drive by them uh, last month while we were while we were on our Brexit tour. Um, as um, as Matt Ridley, uh, uh, Sir Matt Ridley, uh, who's from that area and who owns some of the land on which that mining happens. That open mining is is actually feeding a lot of families, and there, there's a plan in place to restore the land when it's done, not 
not using government money, but using his own. Why? Because it will rest- the the value back to the land will be greater. The point being, capitalism has in fact made has in fact found greater resources. So this p- article that I want to t- is now. It, that that just came out last December from the Cato Institute and actually will be subject of a seminar that will be unfortunately in D.C. I would love to go see it on Monday from uh, Gail pa- Gail Pooley and Marion Tupi uh, that was referred to in the in the in the Boudreau piece indicates that uh, that they're tracking the change in the abundance of a basket of fifty commodities: copper, maize natural gas, wool, zinc. Pooley and Tupi find that, that our, quote, our planet was 379.6% more abundant in resources in 2017 than it was in 1980. Or put differently, resources are 4.796 times more plentiful as they were in 1980. It's important to remember the story of the big bet between Paul Ehrlich and Julian Simon. And to make sure you remember that story, we're going to tell it to you next, here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440, as you do homework for Earth Day 2019. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-583-84, that's 800-583-84. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. We're here at creditrepair.com, the most recognized name in the industry when it comes to resolving credit report issues and getting that credit score up. With me, I got Aaron. Aaron, what happens when people call creditrepair.com? A lot. Just one call gets any listener a free credit score, free credit report, and a free personalized credit evaluation right over the phone. In just a few minutes, you'll know exactly what's hurting your credit and get a personalized game plan to help restore it. And that can make a huge difference when it comes to getting those things that we want, like a new car 
car, a new house, or even a brand new job. Absolutely. Your credit score is one of the first things lenders look at, and our proven process can help remove those unfair or inaccurate items like late payments and collections from your credit report. In fact, on average, people who have used our service have seen significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. What are you waiting for? Call creditrepair.com today. Call 800-851-5318. That's 800-851-5318. 800-851-5318. This is Albert Mower for townhall.com. This Sunday is Easter, a great celebration day for Christians. The church bears a mandate to proclaim the truth that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The resurrected Lord gave the church a sacred commission to take the gospel, the message of Christ's victory over sin and death, throughout the world. So, as the church gathers to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christians look back in thankfulness to that empty tomb and forward to the fulfillment of Christ's purposes in us. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the promise of our resurrection from the dead and of Christ's total victory over sin and death. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is at the very center of the Christian gospel. The empty tomb is full of power. Happy Easter to all. May the joy of the resurrection be yours. I'm Albert Mullen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Preparing leaders for America and the world. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. This is like my theme music, man. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Soul of Philadelphia. Which merely made underrated great music. Everyone remembers Motown, everyone remembers Stax and Memphis, but give respect to Philly. Except for the except for their sports teams they're terrible 651-289-4477 the number to call 651-289-4477 before you head to work on monday be sure you've got your you know in case you get an earth day lecture from somebody or someone cranks one up remind them of the bet between paul ehrlich and julian simon in 68 uh Paul Ehrlich wrote a book called The Population Bomb. Um, he was part of the group, uh, the Club of Rome, that published The Limits to Growth uh, and, and so forth. But in The Population Bomb in 68, he, he basically uh, centered on something you want, you want to really show off. Tell him that Paul Ehrlich was a Malthusian, right? Is that like a Keynesian? No. Well... It is and isn't. I mean, you're only off by about 130 years. Um, But sort of named named, uh, uh, Malthus. So here's how the bet worked. Okay. It was uh, in the journal Social Science Quarterly. Simon challenged Ehrlich to put his money where his mouth was when talking talking about resource scarcity. So the background was this. He writes in, Ehrlich writes in his book, um, they picked five metals. They said, what, what was the phrase that he used? I'm trying to remember to remember exactly how he put it. And I've lost track of, uh, he believed that 
uh, I, I forget exactly the phrase, but he, he believed that, that population, oh, here it is right here. If I were a gambler, I would take even money that England will not exist by the year 2000 because the population bomb would mean that, that eventually the entirety of the English island would starve to death, would, would not have enough resources to support itself because there was too many, there was reproduction would, would, would hurt itself. Now, of course, Thomas Malthus, who's the reason why, who's considered to be the reason why economics is called the dismal science, um, is, is the person who developed the theory that, that anytime we become a wealthy country, anytime we become wealthy, our reaction to that is to have more children. And so that the population growth rate rises so that, so that it pushes the amount of production per person, the amount of income per person, down to the subsistence level because it's only when it gets to there that people stop having kids. What failed to understand, what Malthus and Ehrlich failed to understand, according to Julian Simon, an economist from the University of Maryland at the time, unfortunately long since gone, um, was that, was that, no, peep, capitalism will take care of this. Markets will provide ways to keep prices down. So, so in response to Ehrlich's claim, um, he, uh, Simon proposed a scientific wager. Here's how the wager worked. He said, Simon says to Ehrlich, you pick the five commodities, all right? You pick the... Um, uh, you pick the five commodities. Um, and so he, they pick chromium, copper, nickel, tin, and tungsten, right? This isn't about gold and silver, right? This is about industrial metals. And, and Ehrlich's belief that those would become increasingly scarce because the population would the pop, the population was a ticking time bomb and it was and we were going to have all this population growth in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. So they picked those five, and then now according to Wikipedia, uh, but this is how I remember the bet as well, they bought on paper, so not in real life, but in, they, they bought $200 worth of each for a total bet of $1,000 using the prices on September 29th, 1980 as the index. Exactly 10 years later, okay, they set the payoff date. If the inflation-adjusted prices of the various metals rose in the interim, Simon would pay Ehrlich the combined difference because that would be proof that things would become more scarce. If the prices fell, Ehrlich and his colleagues would pay Simon. Between 1880 and 1990, the world's population grew by more than 800 million people, the largest increase in one decade in all of history. 800, more pe 800 million more people on the planet in 1990 than 1980. But by September 1990, the price of each of Ehrlich's selected metals had fallen. Chromium, chromium which had sold for 390 a pound to, in 1980, was down to 370. Tin was, was, went from 872 to 3.88 a decade later. So in October... Paul Ehrlich, to his credit, said, yep, you won the bet. 
Remember, they had a it was a thousand dollars. I said ten ten thousand was the proposed, but they cut it. They cut it to a thousand. The check that Ehrlich cut to uh, Simon, five hundred and seventy six dollars. Meaning that the total value of what they bought for a thousand dollars in nineteen in nineteen eighty was now four hundred and twenty four dollars. 576 bucks got sent from Ehrlich to Simon. Okay. Um, the Ehrlich, has, Ehrlich spent time spinning this afterwards, and I, I invite you to go read the analysis in Wikipedia. I, I don't agree with everything that's in it uh, because a lot of people are a lot of people uh, um, uh, uh, would uh, when it, a lot of people uh, have tried to try to say, well, you know, Simon got lucky. Go back and listen to the first half of the show again, and think about all those changes that have happened since since that time. And then read this piece from this from uh, uh, Gail uh, Pooley and Marion Tupi, okay. Time price of commodities allows us to measure the cost of resources in terms of human labor. In terms of global average hourly income, commodity prices fell 64.7% between 1980 and 2017. The time price of commodities declined by 0.934% for every 1% increase in the world's population over the very same period. So think about that. Because this was this was Simon's point. Simon wasn't like, oh let the let the uh let the planet die, you know, or you don't have to pay attention to pollution or anything like that. But his point was this the most important resource to solving these problems. The most important resource is the creativity of the human mind along with an infrastructure that allows that allows that creativity that genius to be employed not by having people organize into think into government run think tanks but by people discovering ways to find an opportunity to earn additional profit to relying on their own instincts relying on their own incentives rather than relying on on government to create a set of incentives that made the most sense. This is why we need to talk to Isaac Orr next week from uh, the Center of American Experiment. Okay? I'm willing to bet, I'm going to guess, and we'll, we'll, we'll ask him, and maybe he listens to the show and will anticipate my question. Maybe he won't. I hope he doesn't. I hope we can catch him just with this question. He's not against renewable energy. He's against mandates for renewable energy. He'd be happy to have uh, he'd be happy to have solar if it turned out it was profitable for him to have solar. He'd be happy to have wind power if it was profitable, if it was to his benefit to have wind power. What he doesn't want, what I don't want, is for someone to to put a finger on the scale 
to induce me to use one kind of energy versus another. That seldom works. Nobody put their finger on the scale. Go back and listen again. What were the five what were the five original metals? Okay? Not these the the important part was these are not metals that are influenced by government action. Chromium, copper, nickel, tin, tungsten. Right? They're not influenced in the same way, say, oil is. They're not hoarded in the way gold are, is. These are just simple industrial metals. And these industrial metals are produced for public... Cons- are produced by the marketplace for, mar- for consumption. And they are cheaper. They're more... They're more present than they were before. And because they're more abundant than they were before, the goods and services that lead us to have increased living standards, the medical equipment that allows us to live longer and cure things like like cancer and provide, provide clean stoves and clean pipes to help the people in Central America live live with less uh, lung lung irritation and and uh, emphysema and and tuberculosis all of that is being assisted by the presence of the presence of market incentives and by a more a more abundant economy so when they tell you to turn the lights off okay you could turn off a light. Probably doesn't have much of an impact. You can show your sympathet- sim- sympathy for that. But what I tell you is, turn a light on, and say, "Yay, capitalism!" Markets is what, are what produces these wonderful gains in human in human satisfaction, in human progress that we've experienced almost from the very moment that Paul Ehrlich wrote his book. Paul Ehrlich wants the same thing, but he had a different solution. His solution didn't work. The solution of millions of human beings, including the 800 million more that were born between 1980 and 1990. Those people are now in their 30s, and a few of them are still in their 20s, and they're creating the solutions that make this a better planet to live on. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. 
So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself in fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Randy from Arby's here. You know, we give your computer problems the boot, but did you know we service business office computers and servers at your location? Arby's can also set up business networks and firewalls to protect your equipment at your business. We'll even move data and accounts for you. We'll focus on the technology so you can concentrate on your business. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So I thought I'd close this 49th anniversary of Earth Day marking. We're going to do this again next year, trust me on this. And we'll, of course, we'll, of course, uh, ring in a, a couple extra guests. Hopefully, I, I think I've got it right that we won't. I would have done more. I would have done more uh, this year, except uh, because I plan to do it and I. I don't like to assume that I'm going to be here a year from now. So I want to make sure I got this done before that. But uh, we'll do something more for the 50th anniversary, assuming we're still here. But I thought we should mark the end of this with um, a portion of the letter um, that um, Julian Simon wrote. As I mentioned, Julian Simon passed away um, far too young, in, in, uh, but more than more than a decade ago. But he was a interesting writer and i told you about the simon ehrlich bet as you might guess everyone wants to bet again right what i mean whatever what happens always when you when you go to vegas and you lose a big hand or the dice don't go your way what do you want to do you want to get your money back you want to you want to redeem yourself you want to bet again 
that happens that that happens uh, probably more often to the people that lose the bet than those that gained from the bet. Simon was always willing to do the bet again and again and again, but Ehrlich kept trying to change the terms of it. And he wouldn't do so. So he he wrote an open letter in 1995, and I remember. And and I need to. I'll remind you a couple of times that this is 1995. Uh, he talks about the first great Earth Week in 1970. And I was the, I mean, it was there. I was a, I was a young teenager. I was, uh, I was in junior high at the time. But I remember seeing on TV, as he describes, the pictures of the oceans and the Great Lakes, uh, the fire, the fire on the river in Cleveland, and and all that. You see stories about the famines and pictures and the pictures and of starving children and Sally Struthers asking for, asking for money and all, asking for money to to help those kids. Maybe those are still on TV. I don't watch enough TV to know that anymore. Um, the On the evening before, this is from his letter, and I'm going to scroll. I'm going to, I'm going to skip through this. On the evening before Earth Day, I spoke on a panel at the jam-packed auditorium at the University of Illinois. The organizers had invited me for balance to show that all points of views would be heard funny about that doesn't happen too much on campuses anymore i spoke then exactly the same ideas that i write today some of these some of the very words are the same of the 2000 persons in attendance probably fewer than a dozen concluded that anything i said made sense a panelist denounced me as a religious nut attributing to me weird beliefs such as that murder was the equivalent of celibacy my 10-minute talk so enraged people that it led to a physical brawl with another professor Every statement I made about the trends in resource scarcity and environmental cleanliness turned out to be correct. Every prediction has been validated by events, yet the environmental organizations and the Clinton administration, particularly Vice President Al Gore, the State Department, and the CIA, still take, take as doctrine exactly the same ideas expressed by the doomsayers in 1970, despite their being discredited by recent history. And the press overwhelmingly endorses their viewpoint. Here are the facts. On average, people throughout the world have been living longer and eating better than ever before. Fewer people die of famine nowadays than in earlier centuries. The real prices of food and of every other raw material are lower now than in earlier decades and centuries, indicating a trend of increased natural resource availability rather than increased scarcity. The major air and water pollutions in the advanced countries have been lessening rather than worsening. In short, Every single measure of material and environmental welfare in the United States has improved rather than deteriorated. This is also true of the world as a whole. All the long-run trends point in exactly the opposite direction from the projections of the doomsayers. There have been and always will be temporary and local exceptions to these broad trends, but astonishing as it may seem, there are no data showing that conditions are deteriorating. Let me scroll down. He discusses the bet. I've not been, and then, and then concludes, I have not been able to close another deal with a prominent academic doomsayer. They all continue to warn of impending deterioration, but they refuse to follow Professor Ehrlich in putting their money where their mouths are. Therefore, let's try the chief official doomsayer, uh, Vice President Al Gore. He wrote a best-selling book, Earth and the Balance, that warns about the supposed environmental and resource crisis. In my judgment, the book is as ignorant and wrong-headed a collection of cliches as anything ever published on the subject. So how about it, Al? Will you accept the offer? And how about your boss, Bill Clinton, who supports your environmental initiatives? Can you bring him in for a piece of the action? It's not pleasant to talk rudely like this. 
but a challenge wager is the last refuge of the frustrated. And it is very frustrating that after 25 years of the anti-pessimists being proven entirely right, the doomsayers being proven entirely wrong, their credibility and influence waxes ever greater. That's the bad news. The good news is, there is every scientific reason to believe, to be joyful about the trends in the condition of the earth and hopeful for humanity's future, even as we are falsely told the outlook is grim. So happy Earth Day. That's the end of uh, Ehrlich's letter. I went out and ran uh, 5K for Earth Day yesterday, mostly because I wanted to run a 5K. I, had one, I haven't run a 5K in uh, probably about uh, 25 years, and so it was a lot of fun to do that. Um, but yes, yay capitalism. I wanted to wear my, I, I couldn't find my capitalism, uh, uh, drink capitalism t-shirt uh, that I got from, uh, from a website uh, many years ago. Uh, it probably would be too big for me now anyway. But uh, as you go through on Earth Day on Monday, remind people of Simon and Ehrlich. And when you end the conversation, have a great day and yay capitalism. Thank you so much for listening today. We're going to remake this song. This song, this song is going to be our song. We're going to make it in a new and even better way with your help. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Andrew, for your support down there as well. And we'll talk to you next week here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 671 7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? 
Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988.